Audio is now being recorded. Aloha. Welcome back. <laughs> Aloha, sprinklerinos. And welcome back to our channel. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Did you not watch Sprinkle of Glitter during the um, British invasion of YouTube? I did not try to. That's the only thing I know about her. Well, she has two kids. She got divorced and that was her intro. I did, um, I was trying to do Jenna Marbles. Welcome back. Welcome back. To it's time for meme review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Jenna, if you're out there, I miss you. Jenna, I, I will sell my soul to you right here, right now. Just like, give me the word. You don't need to pay for it. I will pay you to <laughs> take my soul. So guess what? Me and Ava took edibles again. Like always. So this is our second. Yeah, if you don't see me, if you see me not at work, nine times out of ten, I'm probably high. Yeah. Like, she, her only personality trait is being high. That's not true. And also having daddy issues. <laughs> Makes for a pretty interesting person, I'd say. <laughs> Trauma just adds the flavor to my life i suggest that this is my suggestion because this is the kind of person that i am um i suggested a thirsty episode where we in fact thirst over people <laughs> yes um this was inspired because sierra has been harassing me for a month to watch the second movie of the dirty dancing trilogy um, not trilogy series I'm holding and up the DVD right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, which I haven't even published the first two episodes, <laughs> but if you're watching this on YouTube, um, you will see. And we're going to talk about that right here, mm -hmm. right now. Because that is what me and Ava have been thirsting over hardcore, is the man, the myth, the legend, the lead in Dirty Dancing Havana Nights is Diego, Diego Luna. Luna. I my man, my king. Insert a picture here for the viewers that are watching the video. Yes. Um, anyway, um, this is just going to be us thirsting over many people, but mostly Diego Luna, I feel ah, like. A man. Uh, what, um, a, what a legend. Anyway, Sierra, would you like to explain? Um, Diego Luna is also in, I'm trying to think of more mainstream things because I don't know how many people really enjoy uh, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, even though it's good and you should watch it. Um, didn't but, you say um, he was in Star Wars? Yeah, he was in Star Wars Rogue One. His, I think his na character's name was like Cassian. Cass da -da 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 -da. <laughs> I'm a turf for Star Wars, so I refuse to watch any of the new Star Wars movies. I really tried Star Wars. I had an ex who was super into Star Wars, and I tried to for him. And it, it was it wasn't it. It just wasn't it. When I was a kid, I remember we would watch the I think it was the second movie where um what's his name transforms into Darth Vader after um Padme Skywalker. dies. Anakin Skywalker, yeah. Um yeah, I know buzz facts like that, but like I don't know what's actually happening in Star Wars. She knows that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Um and yeah leia no leia is luke's sister so who knows that luke is darth vader 
Darth, you know that Darth Vader is Luke's father, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Then you know that. My, I remember when I was a kid, I was obsessed with um, Dukes of Hazard, um, The Wizard the of Oz, one? the old, this old show. Yeah, I was, I was turf even as a child, more as a child. But um, Dukes of Hazard, Wizard of Oz, and Star Wars. I was the School of Rock. That I was obsessed with that as a kid. Uh, Jack Black was my crush. <laughs> oh, on it, I was obsessed with Judy Garland too. Like I, I renamed myself for about two days Dorothy because I was so obsessed with um, <laughs> what's it called, The Wizard of Oz. I mean, Ava and I did read my tarot. We wrote a, we read a past life tarot for me, and there's a lot of struggles for this person. And we think that I was Judy Garland in a past life. Yeah, like that's the only person we can think of. Like, oh, they're they really struggled that hard. Um, yeah, they said they struggled <laughs> with family issues, but like, we're still like something about being successful, or like they had a lot of challenges and they were successful, but then once they got to a certain point, they couldn't handle it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I that was like months ago. I honestly don't remember what it was. <laughs> I know, but it was wild. It was crazy, like funky fresh. Um, <laughs> anyway, should we explain what Havana Nights is about for the non-Havana Nights stands? Ah, uh, dirty dancing Havana Nights. Um, so it's the same sort of trope as dirty dancing. Um, baby is rich, studious, and that's kind of how it is in Havana Nights. It's a her name is Katie. She is studious, wants to go to college, reads, you know, the whole nine in terms of like, you know, like school marm, the school marm. Is that what they say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then. This, this so is a side she... note. This is a side note, actually. But um, <laughs> you literally said that like word for word, same timing the last time. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the second time recording this uh, episode. Yeah. Because our our footage got corrupted. <laughs> yeah, my computer's a piece of shit. Anyway, so Baby and Katie are pretty much the same thing, just in different like, flavors. Different fonts. But what makes this movie interesting is it really has absolutely nothing to do with the original plot and story of Dirty Dancing, the first one. Literally no nothing to do with each other. Nothing. Nothing at all. The it's only... just kind of a similar story of rich girl, poor guy dance together. Yeah, and the the only like real clue that it is part of Dirty Dancing is Patrick Swayze makes a cameo as the dance teacher at Katie's hotel resort house. Yes, which I really wanted it to be like, oh, that's Johnny, but then the the movie is set back in time from. The original Dirty Dancing, which the Dirty Dan the first Dirty Dancing was like 1962, 63, something like that. Yeah. Excuse me. And then the Havana Nights is set back in like 1953. Like there's a date card at the beginning. I forgot what it was. I think it was 53. It was right before the downfall of Batista and oh. before Fidel Castro took control of Cuba. Mm-hmm. Just to like date it was the, it. Yeah, the Cuban Revolution. And so 
she moves down from America to Cuba because at the time Batista was doing something along the lines of letting rich white people live in America and like a lot of corporations came down or something. It's very commercialized or something. I don't know exactly what was happening. But yeah. so a lot of people moved down to Cuba. Yeah, he works for Ford too, which I don't know why you have to be in Cuba to work for Ford, but okay. I'm saying mm-hmm. this as somebody from Michigan where like everybody works in a car factory. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, my grandpa worked in a car factory. My mom's friends, a couple of them work in a car factory. Everybody's cl- oh. blue collar in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Kansas is pretty half and half, I feel like. But um, so we they all moved down to Cuba, Havana. And of course, Miss Katie, who is baby in this situation, is real pissed about it. She wants to make it absolutely clear that she is not anywhere like the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And so she moves down and they live in this like hotel type resort where all the white people are. Basically, the the white people are kind of in their own little space within the resort. And then Cuban life goes on around them and they have no fucking clue. And they have like designated like places for the white people, you know. It's like if you've ever been to Puerto Rico, um, right? Like when you go to what's the capital of Puerto Rico again? San Juan? As, yes, San Jose. San Juan, San Jose. San, San Juan, um, whatever it is, like there's, there's like certain resorts where like white people from the mainland will go there and like vacation there and then everything's there. And then once you like leave the resort, it's a completely different place. Like I literally saw a person riding a horse down the freeway in Puerto Rico when I was down I see there. that in Kansas all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. I see a lot of people just, I almost said driving their horse around. (laughs) We see a lot of people go into the old town road in Kansas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I expect nothing less of Kansas. My friend told a story about how um, someone brought their horse through the drive-thru at a taco place in my college town. Oh, I saw a TikTok of that. Like, horse girls who will take their horses through the McDonald's Mm drive-thru. And it's just like, as somebody who has been trampled by many a horse, um, I don't understand how they didn't get bucked off and like dragged. Like they're they're it's always the best behaved horses that go through McDonald's, is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah. This shit's wild, but that's it was like a pretty common occurrence. So that but people would also like um we had a rodeo team on my college, so they had a farm like literally right off campus. So I'm sure people would like ride their horse around to exercise it. Mm. That's a pretty common thing. But anyways, it's kind of like a cruise ship idea. I never understood cruises because all the shit is on the boat for you to do. It's like you don't even want to get off to go see the actual country. And it's like, mm. I'd be one of those assholes to like take a cruise go outside on one stop and be like, eh, I like this better. Just abandon the cruise. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't like the idea of cruises because it's like you don't really get to enjoy the countries that you dock in. It's like, we're going to go through these countries. I'm like, you get a day there to fuck around what's right there. That's not really that interesting to me. Yeah. But anyway, that's what it was like in Havana Nights. Yeah, sorry. We, we go on tangents. 
But, um, so that's kind of how it is. They're all kind of cooped up in there. So, uh, Katie has a younger sister named Susie and, um, they get locked in this thing and then they see the kids hanging out by the pool. So they're like, go socialize, go be with the cool kids. And of course, Susie went down right away, but like Katie was like, meh. Like, and then I she finally went down. She's like, I don't want to hang out with these 17 year olds. I don't want to hang out with people my age. That's so weird. People my age are stupid. I need to go find me a man. (laughs) (laughs) Finds another 17 year old, but with a better tan. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) I did not expect that. I mean, he's and he's nicer and genuinely likable. (laughs) I was imagining he was like 19 or 20. He could have been like. I always imagine the boy a little bit older. I feel like he could have been like 18, 19 at most. Yeah, but she was like 17 or 18. Mm. But it was like. But like when you're that age and dating someone who's like 19 or 20, you're kind of like, I have an older man. Oh my God. But yeah, um, so basically, we're going on so many tangents. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> we took edibles. Don't forget that part. <laughs> do not forget that part. It is very crucial. We will forget, but should you I, cannot. Should we just, I'll just speed round through it if you want. <laughs> speed round through what? The plot of the movie. No, I'm enjoying this conversation and I want to take my time. Okay, fine, Jenna Marbles. Go the fuck ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Biggest compliment I will ever receive. <laughs> Everybody wants to be Jenna. Oh, I know. She's like, I'm an adult and I'm gonna do what I want. You sounded like her genuinely for like a split second. <laughs> I love her. Uh anyway. So she runs into Javier, who is Diego Luna in the movie. Well, she goes down by the pool, goes hangs out with the popular kids, and they go and, like, bring her over. And they're obviously, like, so passive-aggressive towards her. And at the time, it was just because she was wearing a dress. like, And she was, like, they were, like, picking on her for being dressed while they're sitting by the pool. And she's, like, she, like, didn't even catch it. The blonde one, the blonde dude, he has the most punchable face. He's the most unlikable character in the entire movie right next to Susie. Um, if anyone's fans of Nashville, he played um, the that douchey boyfriend. He dated um, Scarlett, and then he dated uh, Hayden Pantier, and like yeah. got her pregnant. But if you're fans of that, it's the same actor. It was his name's like Jonathan Jackson or something like that. Jackson Jonathan. <laughs> his name's Jonathan Groffson. <laughs> no, you don't. Jonathan Groff doesn't deserve to be compared to that character. True. Jonathan Groff, he is a... Jonathan Groff would do a good job at that character, though. He would. He, I feel like he could slay at being the cunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like he'd play more like the secretly gay cunt. <laughs> oh, he he always rocks at the secretly gay cunts. I mean, King George. that's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, not secretly. It's always so fucking interesting whenever I listen to like a history um, podcast or whatever, and they're just casually like, oh, yeah, this king had multiple male gay lovers. And then like 
also had mistresses. And it was like, how many kings were bisexual and openly bisexual? Part of me believes they were just fucking women because they thought they could. But then they're like, I'm a king. But then like they still feel like they need to fuck women. So they'd be like, I'm not gay, bro. Oh, no, that fucking girls was like completely normal. Like you'd fuck every girl, every hole in your country. Um, But it's just like how many like King Louis the 13th. He had (laughs) you want to know how King Louis the 14th was conceived. The sun king. The Sun King. The Sun King came to be because there is some kind of like storm happening where whatever country he was king of. And he couldn't France. get France. He couldn't like go out to meet his male lovers. So then he decided just to fuck his wife <laughs> instead. <laughs> That's my favorite concept ever when they're like, okay, I guess I'll go fuck my wife. It's like... <laughs> Like I could have blew my mind. Like, isn't that your first choice? But I understand how like marriage worked back then. But it's just the idea is like, well, fuck, I guess I got to fuck my wife. God damn it. Like I could have Erica, but then there's Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Like so many choices. I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We need to get back to the plot of the movie. So they're down by the pool and we meet our boy, the one, the only Javier, and he is giving them drinks. He is the waiter. He works there. He's the pool boy. Of course, Katie tries to take off her sweater because she's tired of being shitted on for wearing a sweater. So she's taking it off and she accidentally hits the tray out of his hands all over the other people. And of course, it's obviously to the racist people. It's obviously the waiter's fault. So they decide to be total dicks to him. And she was, like, trying to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me help you. And some of the other, like, privileged little white girls decided to be like, just just go get new drinks. Just go get new drinks. And then call them a slur. Yeah. And it's like, you're invading this man's country. Fuck off. Oh, I know. I hate that. It's like. That's why he colonized the colonizer. I know. Such a good, such a good plot. I love, there's nothing I love more than when the lowly, like, the scene is lowly racist, like, other race gets the white girl. I love those kind of stories. I love it. I love it. Like, I love a good secret affair between, like, slaves and their master's wives and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Like, and things of that nature. Or, like, when queens sleep with, like, little, like... Like, when they pull a Catherine the Great. <laughs> yeah, like, when queens will, like, get with those, like, guys that, like, stable boys or whatever. hmm Because, like, they just plain do it better than their husband. Like, I love those kind of stories where, like, a powerful woman is taken down by a marginalized group or a... Boom. Boom, boom, boom. During racism, one fuck at a time. But she calls him a slur, one of the little white girls. Not like Katie or Susie, but like the one that's been living there. Yeah. And we're all like... And then Katie is like, what the fuck did you just say? And decide, like, I don't want to hang out with these people. Got up, 
went to find Javier, the boss or whatever, and said, can I pay for those? Which is interesting because in the scene beforehand, the guy is ripping his ass in Spanish, saying, you're going to have to pay for this. This is your fault. He was ripping him a new asshole right next to his old asshole. Like, so badly. Yeah. And Katie walks up, of course, doesn't know any Spanish at this point. So she comes up and she's like, I'd like to pay for those drinks. And of course, this man flips the lid, goes into English. He's like, it's fine. You don't worry about it. Accidents happen. I'm like, I will kill you. So, of course, Javier's pride is a little wounded. And he's like, I didn't need your help. Like, stop. Yeah. So then she's like, fine, damn, bye. And then we cut to... That's kind of the majority of what happens in that moment. Because then we cut to, um, what do we cut to? We cut to Katie at school. And we find out Katie's super freaking smart and all that crap. And um, so she tries to stay after school to do her homework. And the white boy, the punchable face, his name is James. His name is James. His name is James. Hey, white boy. Hey, white boy. <laughs> and he asks her out at a, on a date coming up. Like, it's like Valentine's Day. No, it's before then because this is during Christmas time. It, yeah. But it was like just like a sock cop type situation, like at the country club. And he said in a couple weeks. And she's like, okay, chill, whatever. And then they, the bus ends up leaving her. So she has to enter the real Cuba to figure out how to get home. Like the um, martial law side of cuba yeah like where the people live because the school is kind of in the middle of um all the hustle and bustle yeah so then she comes upon this group and they're like dancing playing guitar Mm -hmm. singing and in the passion for dancing in the middle of this well she just for the first time in her life she saw people having fun so like that's really what it is yeah and also like Cuban dance is like has so much more flavor than white oh, people dance. I love like when I watch Dancing with the Stars, I love the like Latin ballroom dances like so much more than like the foxtrot and the two step whatever. Like I just like I love watching the Latin ones. Oh yeah. But anyway, Javier was like shaking his ass, twerking, like bo- booty popping. <laughs> In the middle. Have a great time. Popping, knocking, polka dotting all over that Country dance floor. Six. <laughs> um, just dancing with his little kid. And then he notices he's her. He's having a fun time. And he's like, oh shit, this fucking white girl. God damn. So then he's like, oh God, I need to take this white bitch home before somebody Yeah, she's going to fucking die. Yeah, it's like, she's going to die, and, like, I'm not going to have, like, this girl's death or kidnap ransom on my hands. Nay, nay, Jose. But, um... Yeah, he's like, I'll help you, and she's like, nah, I'll get it, and he's like, yeah, I'm sure you'll make it eventually. Yeah. Like, don't be stupid. Yeah, don't be stupid, silly little white girl. But, um... Silly, silly. I feel like we make fun of white girls too much for white girls. (laughs) If you can't make fun of yourself... And truly, truly. But then those girls are just going to be like, hey, what about feminism? And it's like, I will make, I will rip you a new hat's hole right next to yours. Um, Don't, (laughs) just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're not allowed to be an asshole. So basically, he walks her home. On the way, though, the Cuban police come in and see these people singing. 
And they're yeah, like, she stops and listens to these people singing. And of course, she doesn't understand what they're saying. But it was a basically like a political song. So then the police come in and they start arresting bitches, throwing them on the ground. And Javier has her backpack because he's a gentleman. And yes. she's like, run, bitch, run. Yeah, he's like, go that <laughs> way, go that way. Run, bitch, run. <laughs> Later on, um, I think it was the next day, she was like fucking breaking her back. That was also her moment when she realized like, it's not the Cubans fault. Like it's not, the Cuban people aren't crazy like that they're being painted as. Cubans are not bad boys. Yeah, like she probably had like a little prejudice in her heart, not like the other people, but it's like, that's when she really saw that like, nah, we're wrong here. Like we're not right. It's when you're 18 growing up in a conservative family and for like the first 17 years, you're just like, okay, all of this shit is true. But then you go out into the real world and you're like, oh, they're liars. <laughs> yeah. It's like gay people are just fine. Like they're not going to make being friends with a gay person isn't going to kill me. Like things like that. You can be pro-choice and not be a devil worshiper. Not all those babies, <laughs> like those babies, they're not going to Satan. They're going to Sky Daddy. And they're going to be all, they're just going, being returned to the sender is what they're doing. Think of it like they're just taking the soul back and then they'll put it in a different mommy. Imagine that that baby's soul is an Amazon package and you didn't like what they gave you. So you just returned it to the Amazon fulfillment center. <laughs> and then they end up getting a baby that they bought full of Amazon returns. <laughs> Just like those, remember that trend? And that baby ends up going to a YouTuber where people buy Amazon returns. Remember that trend where people were doing crazy shit with the mini plastic babies? That was weird. That that was- I hate the most is when they encased them in soap. Those, that was- hated that. Such a short, but such an iconic moment in our history. Does anyone remember the rubber duck thing? Is that just me? Like they have rubber ducks everywhere. The same. No, I remember that. That was like the during Vine. Ducks. That was like Vine times. I wondered because I was like, I'm sure there's like a thing like that with rubber ducks. Yeah, but anyway, she as she's breaking her back trying to like twerk. Um... Oh yeah, she ends up going to like a studio around the hotel, like because she wants to dance like that. So. Of course, her only way of learning dancing is by memorizing, which is like, that's like her whole thing is she has no feelings. <clears throat> yeah. And she, Javier, what? She's got an eternal stick up her ass. And so Javier like happens to see her and he's like, what you doing? And she's like, I'm trying to dance. I'm trying to dance the way you were dancing. And he's like, girl. <laughs> he's like, it's not like that. It's like, you just like go with the music. Like, don't try, don't watch yourself. Just do it. Like move. And she like, like, couldn't process that. Like, that man had literally just gotten himself out of jail after getting his ass kicked by police. And he was like, no, this is more painful. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so he's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, oh, he's like, if you really want to dance like that, you got to do these things. And she's like, he ended up saying, why don't you come down to this Cuban club and come see what like real dancing is like? And she's like, I would, but I'm going to the country club, the palace, they call it, with uh, this boy. And he's like, so you were learning that dancing to, like, impress your date? 
And she's like, uh, no, I actually kind of like it. And he's like, you should just learn the foxtrot. And he was like mad because he's like, because he sees this dance as like a super meaningful thing, which it is. It's Afro-Cuban dance. And he ends up explaining later how it's like, it was the dance of slaves because that's all they had around here. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it was kind of more to him than just some white chick being like, yo, I want to learn how to do this to impress other white people. Yeah. Which I kind of get. It's like, it's just like, I kind of get where he's coming from because it's like, you want, you don't respect us enough to give us equal rights, but you'll learn about our culture enough to find it interesting for you and to do these deep, meaningful things for things that aren't deep and meaningful. Yeah. It's just like when they wear headdresses, like Native American headdresses, like that could mean something very important to them about like rituals and certain uh, sacrifices and not sacrifices, but like certain religious rituals and things like that, that you have no idea what the fuck is about and you're just wearing it around. And it's like, what does that say to like someone else? Like, what if it's like for like a funeral headdress and they're like, oh God, some person's wearing like a funeral headdress around. What does that mean? You know, like it freaks people out, you know? People will do box braids and things or like, the one thing that bugged me is like, white people wanted curly hair so bad but that was usually mostly through people of color yeah so it's like they wanted curly hair like girls getting box braids like they want to look like them but they don't want to give them equal rights and that's kind of fucked up it's like they want to learn about my culture they want to do this but they won't even give me rights but they'll steal my culture by the way girly pops my white girls out there um i'm a hairstylist when i'm not sitting and shit talking with sierra so um box braids are not made for white hair like if you have very if you have like 3b 3c hair texture curl box braids are made to preserve um afro like curly textured hair like Mm -hmm. it's made so it will stay like what's it cleaner is that the word healthy healthy like maintain it so like our scalps our hair is not made for that i wish it was but it isn't um so just to kill two birds with one stone don't destroy your hair and don't appropriate black culture yeah i would love to be able to have box braids but i know that's not for me and what white girls need to realize not everything is for you nor does it have to be if you want like similar to box braids they're not very similar in the punk community they it's always been popular for quite a few years now the locks that you braid in your hair mm-hmm. so if you want something like that that can look badass um just or like braid viking. those yeah viking braid locks yeah like viking braid locks like just braid them in your hair and you'll have a full head of locks yeah it's true it's healthier for your hair too because it's not mm-hmm. being but vikings did have their own form of like dreadlocks i don't know what they called it but like it's a different it's like warrior locks maybe but it's like dreadlocks are specifically african and like these locks are specifically too like there is a difference and like these vikings would wear their hair in braids to like keep it out of their way when they're doing stuff and then like blood would kind of cake their braids and stuff like that and that's what made them into locks yeah because it was like a battle thing for vikings 
So like they have like whatever those are called, Scandinavian locks, whatever. Yeah. And those are interesting. Yeah. They look kind of cool. They are. Um, but anyway, um, where were we? I'm so high right now. Uh, <laughs> Javier was mad that Katie was just cultural appropriating the shit out of him. That's He's like yo. Yeah, and she's like, my favorite joke of the movie is like, she, Katie can be so fucking dense sometimes in this movie. I swear to God. Like, extremely naive. Like, yeah. you grew up, dense. you grew up on a Mormon plantation and never left your house. And didn't have any brothers or a father that was hardly around. Yes. You're like Ed Gein. Like not dense. dense, dense. So she said. So he's like, "You should just learn the foxtrot to impress your white boy." And she's like, "I already know the foxtrot." And I was like, "Shut up, you dumb bitch." <laughs> and at this point, we find out her parents are dancers. At one point, they were like professional ballroom dancers. I'm like, "How did you work? Start being an exec for Ford? I'd love to know." They fucked up and fucked and got Katie. Yeah. Like, think Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. So, yeah. And then, and she, um, so it kind of cuts to, there's like a little moment where like, there's a really funny, cute little scene where she was like talking to her maid and she's like, is this square? And she's like, is this square good or bad? And she's like, it's it's bad. And she's like, see, this is square. This is square. <laughs> And so she takes her and lets him borrow a dress and she gives her like this sexy little spaghetti strap number. Just like. Mm -hmm. And so we cut to the dance. And so she walks in. Everyone's like staring at her because she's wearing this like hot little Cuban sexy thing. And she walks in. And of course, the mean white girls are like, Instead of judging her for being a prude, they're saying like, oh my God, did she like paint it on? Like they were just kind of like, yo, what the fuck? But then James ends up bringing her over, even though they're making fun of her and she knows. And they have like a good little date. It's fine. It's like a little sock cop moment. Like one, two, three o'clock, everybody rock. That kind of rock and roll. And they decide like, oh, we're going to go have some drinks at my, my friend's house because no one's home. And then Katie was like, oh, I'm not sure. And she like makes a joke like, oh, I'm sure we can get you like a Shirley Temple or something. And of course, Katie's like, fuck this bitch. And she goes, we're actually going to a Cuban club. Mm -hmm. We're going to have fun. <laughs> I know. And so her and James end up going down to this club and she sees the one and only Javier up in the midst of all these boobies and shit because everyone's just fucking in a clump. Everyone, everybody's just like standing and fucking standing and fucking standing and fucking just like uh -huh. in the part where baby carries in the watermelon same kind of sexual energy yes and of so, course katie's watching like watching this fine man and then javier sees this and it's just like he I just want... stops in his tracks. He's like, you know he liked her from the get-go. Yeah. Because he and... stopped dead in his tracks and walked over immediately. And then he was like, can I dance? And then yeah. the white boy threw a fit. Not threw a fit, but he was just like pissy after that. He was that. like trying to be like, it's fine. Yeah. Like it was so like misogynistic and not at the same time where he was like, where he was being polite. is like, can I dance with your date? And he's like, 
well, you'll have to ask her. And it's like, you're not a feminist. Shut up. <laughs> you are not a feminist. <laughs> you're not a feminist. Full stop. And so they go dance and he tries to teach her like to just dance, to just be free, to like have fun. Just and, dance like, what you it feel. It was so hard. It was so hard to watch because she was still like not getting into it. And it's like rub fronts already. <laughs> yeah. Just horizontal mango. Everyone like back then thought like grinding like booty to dick or like booty to crotch was like the dirtiest fucking thing you could ever do. But when I watch Dirty Dancing, it's like I feel dirtier watching them rub fronts. <laughs> yeah. I feel like grosser watching them just like fucking pound each other, like dry humping <laughs> vertically. Just like boom, boom, boom. That feels way dirtier than grinding. I've never like front grinded ever in my life. Like I've gone out and I've done some dirty shit at clubs, not like that. But I've gotten down and dirty and done some twerking in my day. And I have never like rubbed fronts with anyone as like a dance that I didn't end up having sex with. I feel like you- Honestly, I didn't rub my fronts at all unless we were having sex. <laughs> I feel like you make yourself sound so much older than you are. Like back in my day, that's like something my 40 year old, 40 year old cousin would say. I know, I was twerking like, a couple months ago <laughs> she's only 23 people yeah i'm 24 24 oh well you could have gone with the 23 and seemed younger shut up <laughs> anyway so they dance they get funky fresh they rub fronts they barely rub, they rub fronts they touch backs it's just <laughs> <laughs> booty, booty to dick, tits to ass. <laughs> booty, 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 booty. <laughs> no, but okay. So we we cut to the side, and there's like Carlos, which is Javier's brother, and he's like super like gung ho, like Hitler Youth kind of shit. Like I love Castro. Like fuck everybody else. I like like he wanted so bad. He was like a co-conspirator. He's he's like trumpets now. Um. Totally. Totally. Like, I don't know any Biden or Clinton supporters who would um, try to overthrow the government because our leader said so. Like, also, yeah, like, also, like this man didn't even say so. He just insinuated so. And y'all were just like, fuck yeah, let's take over the country. The thing that weirds me out about Trump is like he has the most fucking merch out of any president ever. <laughs> This man... Why do you need all this fucking merch, my dude? <laughs> Look, I'm Italian. My grandparents fled Mussolini. I know what living in that fucking shit looks like from their perspective. Um, mm -hmm. Trump is a wannabe Mussolini. True. And I will say that with my whole chest. The siege on January 7th was literally the march on Rome. Do you realize Italy. that... Um, yeah, they tried to pull a Julius Caesar... It's, it's been a year since that happened. Yeah, it's. I feel like people are less concerned about it than they should be. I don't know if I'm just like being an anxious Annie or whatever, but 
I don't know. I just see too many red flags. Like I see Fidel Castro over the horizon. But yeah, that's that's our Carlos. And he's like trying to be a shithead to the white guy. And they're trying to like fight. And it's like, you know, if you like fight right now in this club, it's not going to affect what's happening in Cuba with white people and black people. I mean, Cuban people. Yeah. And um, so then finally he leaves with the white people leave. Uh, Katie and James get in the car and then they get in the car and she's like, I was enjoying it. I was having fun. And he's like, you were hot. But like, no. And then he does that perverted thing where he leans over her, grabs her and is just locking the door. And then he's like, it's dangerous around here with the window wide ass fucking open. Yeah, the windows are fucking rolled down. It's very in line with like the the stupid yawning and stretching um hand over thing it's like that like cringy i know and True. it's like he just like slyly preaches over and pushes down the lock with the doors wide open with the yeah. windows wide open and he tries to fucking kiss her <clears throat> and it's the most awkward thing ever because he's just like rubbing foreheads with her like to try and like move her head so he'll kiss her yeah and um she she ends up smacking the shit out of him and he she he rips like a strap off of her dress so she runs back inside looking like a fucking mess. And Javier's like, yo, what the fuck? Respecting women is my game, bro. <laughs> don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, and um, so he just tries to beat his ass. She's like, no, he's gone. Just don't. And so they have a nice little time walking each other home. And they like learn a lot about each other. And they start to realize they kind of like each other. But of course, fucking Susie, that little bitch... And her little white friend is sitting in one of the tents on the beach when they're walking back. And he stops at the thing and says, I can't be seen with you or I'll, or I'll lose my job. And she's like, that's really sad. And nothing happens. Literally, she gives him his like jacket or whatever she was wearing back. And he like pulls her strap up for her. They are like five feet apart. And Susie ends up fucking telling on him. Fucking snitch. Yeah. And like, ooh, so annoying. And then ends up like not working there so she's like yo my sister's a little racist what the fuck and so she stops talking to her sister real mad at her sister and she decides to go down to javier's house to like try and help or like try to apologize do anything and he was just like it's fine it's whatever like whatever i don't care and so she like still feels bad about it and she's sad that he's in a job he doesn't want to work because he's <coughs> He ends up working in a chop shop with his brother where they take apart stolen cars and, like, sell the parts and whatnot. Yeah. And he did not want to be doing that. So she ends up still feeling bad about it. And she ends up coming back after st sitting in on a dance class, which is our cameo from Mr. Patrick Swayze. Yes. That guy is so... Like, when he was older, like... His body didn't change at all. He was still, like, muscular and, like, looking like he always did. It's, like, it was just his face that got older. It was weird. Yeah, he just, he aged like a raisin, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like, it just looked like he got skinnier and got, which obviously was probably from the chemo when he got cancer. But it was two years before his diagnosis, though, I think. It was. Look that up? Yeah, but then he were, looked, like, so much worse after the chemo. Oh, yeah. He was always kind of skinny. Yeah, but it's like, you know when you put water on one of those straws, straw wrappers? Yeah. And it expands? Mm -hmm. He did that, but in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, she they end up being like, is anyone going to join the dance contest? And someone was like, isn't that just for lo- like locals? And he's like, no, it's anyone who wants to do it. And he's like, what about you? And like points at Katie and he's like, I'm not that good. And she's like, I've been seeing you practice in here. I think you could do it. And so she ends up taking a flyer and looking at it and goes back to Javier and says, I think I have a way to get you some money. And he's like, and how are you going to do that? And he and she was like, enter this dance contest with me. And he's like, uh, mm, IDK man. Kind of like in the same vein where Johnny was like a baby, like that bitch can't dance. She can't help me while you're recovering from your infection. Yeah. But they end up starting to dance. And of course they have to like learn everything from each other. Like Javier has to learn how to actually ballroom dance, not club in the club dancing. Yeah. And she has to learn how to do into club dancing and like learn to like fucking let go and have a good time while dancing. Learn how to get foot loose. And kick off them Sunday shoes. Ooh-wee Louise. <laughs> shake it, shake it for me. <laughs> Jack, get back. Yeah. Come on before we crack. <laughs> Mom? Chester? I think Chester found me. <laughs> like somebody knocked at my door. Like I heard it through these. Nobody's out there. If my mom was out there, she would just like kept jiggling the door. That so they started the little dance montage, the little hungry eyes moment, and um, that's kind of like the big thing that happens is like they're just doing, all, they're learning all their dancing and shit. And then they start getting closer. Fast forward to the Christmas party thing where the competition's at. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie ends up having to go with her parents because they changed their mind about whatever. And um, she goes there and sneaks off with Javier to compete. So then mm-hmm. music starts up. Which and- they think she's, st- she's been dating the little white boy this whole time because she made him promise to um, that she would cover, like he would cover for her while she's fucking around with Javier because he sexually assaulted her. Yeah. So they, they start so like wondering. It's not to tell. Yeah. Anyway, back to the day. So that she's we were there with about. James. She walks in with James. That's what I was getting at. She walks in with James. She sneaks off to the bathroom, but instead goes to see Javier. The lights go dark. Lola Martinez comes out and Lola they're like, Martinez. they're like, where's katie and susie just turns around and is just like this way wait just wait bitch and then they see they see um they see this man topping this topping this white bitch for lack of a better term that colonizer for colonizing the colonizer they witness so fucking good this scene their dance scene is like the epitome of bi panic because she looks fucking great and so does he. <laughs> it literally just, it's one of the things that confirms that I'm not straight. <laughs> <laughs> confirms my queerness. <laughs> they should just make it's that the, my queer eye. <laughs> they should just like make that the LGBT driver's license test. Like prove you're gay, prove you're bi. Are you gay or straight? Are you gay, straight, or bi? Watch this movie. (laughs) 
and then and you're and bisexual. Answer, who are you most sexually attracted to by the end of it? <laughs> like, is it just Javier? Is it Boo? Or is if it they neither? Say James, if they say James, they're asexual. <laughs> <laughs> if if they say Javier, it's like gay. <laughs> anyway, they're witnessing. They're with, witnessing colonization Sex. before them eye before their eyes um quested. It looks so good it looks so fucking good it's so good and then there was like a moment where they like kissed and it was just like you could tell and it was like it's like you almost didn't want to believe that the kiss was planned because it was so like not in a way you know what i mean yeah and it's just like oh my god you could tell like he channeled like true love with like, that. He he is so good in that movie. I honestly thought like he was legitimately in love with her the whole time. He did such a good job. I looked it up. I was honestly shocked when I saw they didn't date because like that would make so much sense. Mm-hmm. But he seemed like genuinely very much in love with her. That man is the king of all actors. He is. And oh my god, he look he just looks so cute. His little expressions are everything. That just that little subtlety that made it seem like he was legitimately in love with her that I loved. Yeah. Like every time they'd stick a move, he would just smile, this big smile. And he would like make these concentrating faces when he was trying to do those hard moves. And it was just like the cutest little thing ever. It's like he lo- he just looks like a person, like a real person. Like and it's just so authentic and adorable. I know. Anyway, the sweetest little thing. They, after they witness colonization in the process, um, they go backstage and they're like, "Fucking Katie, man, I'm gonna fucking kill you." They get back to the apartment. Everyone was pissed. The they go back to the apartment where the mom chews her a new asshole and um, smacks the shit out of her. She smacked her hard. I've been slept many a times in my life. Um, that triggered some PTSD reaction in me because I was like, I was going to be sick. It's like you slap, you got slapped so hard that her bingo wings jiggled from it. Like, you remember when the girl got slapped in Footloose? Like, multiply oh, that by 10. <laughs> oh, in the new Footloose? In the new Footloose. the shit out of her. Oh, yeah. Like. That was like a great, and the sound effect was really good too that they used. Yeah, but like Damn, that, he smacked the shit out of her. That was wall a wall shattering smack that she bestowed upon Katie. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> like Katie smacked James earlier, and you thought that was a good one, but then like the mom slap could have like put that one to fucking shame. You know that um. Beyonce music video where she has like the sledgehammer and she's like, I'll smash the windows out the car. I smash your windows out the, the car. car. Um, the, is that Beyonce? I think so. The sledgehammer is Katie's mom. And the. <laughs> or like, in, that's the same thing as in, in Glee. Um, Amber Riley sang it and she like threw a huge fucking rock through this kid's window. She's like, you busted my heart. <laughs> mm. I am a gleek. I don't, were you a gleek? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was a gleek. 
I loved Glee. It was so good. The only thing I know about Glee is that literally all the cast besides Jonathan Groff hates Leah Michelle. <laughs> or and hated rest in, pa- rest in peace, Naya Rivera. Yeah. I mean, Darren Chris is best buddies with her, though. He is, too? I think so. She has, like, two gay friends, and that's kind of it. Well, Darren Chris is straight, so then, like, he can't be the two gay, the one of the oh, two gays. right, right. I always forget. He just <laughs> got forget married. Darren Chris is straight. Shut up. You're clearly not a star kid. No, I'm not. <sighs> anyway, um, God, I, I'm going to throw so up she, after this. <laughs> she runs to Javier's house. Like, get the fuck away from this bitch. And then they make out afterwards and make out fast fast forward a little bit and fast forward a little bit and um javier is giving katie's mom and Susie, katie's sister flowers and like introducing himself at the second competition and And like finally like given and like okay you can have your bitch I was like, that is so sweet, though. Like, he didn't just get some for the mom. He got some for Susie, too. Like, Yeah, and it was so sweet because he, like, picked it from his mom's garden. Like, he was trying his best. Yeah, he wanted to impress them. He was so sweet. Anyway, they dance, and Carlos, that dumb bitch from earlier. That lovable Nazi youth, except not lovable. Held a coup at the country club, and... Then everybody ruined the entire competition. Um, Almost got his head blown off, I might add. So Katie's um, family flees with Katie back to the resort. And then he's just like, what the fuck? They throw a punch outside the club. And then it's announced that, um, what's his name? Batista fled the country. Fled the country. So then Fidel, Fidel Castro was taking over cuba yeah they said cuba belongs to the people again it's like did it did it though yeah no it it was 10 times worse but anyway um after that katie it tries to get javier to go back to america with her he's like no this is cuba she begs javi to go to america with her and he's like no this is my country this my family is here like, this is what I wanted. Like, I I was going to leave because Batista was here. But now that he's gone, I want to I want to have my life here. Yeah, he wants to be with his family, which is mm. understandable. So, so then they bang. They bang in a tent on the beach, and it was good. Yes, it was. Sexy. It was smashing the windows out of your cars so hard. It was very... Um, very cheesy but so good like there was like the minute it's like one of those songs that the minute it came on you're like they're gonna fuck in this scene like it's so obvious it is it was so funny um but 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 on that last night um colonized that bitch he colonized her um and then the next day they have one last night one last dance at the rosa negra negra rosa negra um not a slur the la rosa negra the black rose or if we were saying this in italian la rosa 
um nato but anyway um that's your talent i was trying to remember it in german but i couldn't remember the word for rose (laughs) but yeah they dance and then um she flees back to america with all the other whiteies i want to believe that she took a baby home with her we all want to believe that i want i want that to have happened but um yeah that's Die schwarze rosa but anyway that is why we are in love with diego luna and why diego luna <laughs> is sierra's Everything. fourth daddy um he's like my second daddy i thought i thought you had like multiple daddies I have a lot of daddies. <laughs> <laughs> I have Daddy Diego. I got Daddy Greg Davies. I got Daddy Austin. <laughs> what? Daddy Greg Davies. Greg. <laughs> Greg. I love Greg. Oh my God. Greg. <laughs> my so- daddy. Wait, can I say my daddies? <laughs> My daddy. My daddies are Callum Hood, Dev Patel, um, Pink. Um, <laughs> Pink is my mommy and my daddy. Um, <laughs> and um, who else is there? There's somebody else. Diego. Daddy Diego Luna. Yeah, Daddy Diego Luna. <laughs> They're all my daddies. so i'm a professional fanfic writer and i'm currently writing the sequel to the sequel of dirty dancing but ava and i have been discussing this and my thought was i want to be one of those things where like the adult child comes back to find their father i played around with the different ideas because i kind of wanted katie to come back in the next couple of months and be like hey yo and then he sees her like pregnant but I also thought it'd be interesting if the child came back to Cuba to find her father. And then, like, the mom, then Katie had to follow him, be, her, and, like, do the whole parent trap thing. Yeah, we were talking about it last night when we were watching what was that movie? In the Heights. In the Heights. Like, we we're trying um, to make a fan, a fan teaser trailer. Like, Vanessa would be um, baby and Javier's baby. Yes. Vanessa, let me get the next one. There's some really good scenes that we could like kind of morph together with scenes from Dirty Dancing and make a pretty good fan nip. Oh yeah, definitely. But that's kind of the toy things we're toying with because at in the end we want Javier and Katie back together. So Katie's obviously not fucking anybody because she seems like the type that like if she's pregnant with Javier's kid, she's only gonna be like faithful to Javier. Yeah. Like I don't think she would get any other guy after that and then Javier I mean I kind of wanted to believe I feel like he'd be more likely to get a wife or something because of like such circumstance yeah but, like I want like her to have something to happen to her <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um what what should we talk about now should we talk about our other daddies oh, I was trying I... to think of more daddies that I had and the first movie I saw on my shelf was Ratatouille <laughs> Remy the Ratatouille. The Ratatouille musical is so strange to me. I that was Star Kid is working on it right now. I that that was the peak of when everybody went insane during the pandemic. 
I remember that. We were just looking for any source of dopamine. So much fun. But um, Daddy Callum, I can talk about him. <laughs> so Daddy Callum, he, I love him so much. Callum Hood from Five Seconds of Summer um, for all of y'all's reference. He, we are five sauce dance. That's how we met. And that's how we became brain cell sisters. Um, Brothers. Brain cell bros. I'm but, so hungry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Callum, if you want, I can just talk and you can get something to eat. <laughs> I'm going to fuck up some Frosted Flakes real quick. BRB. Okay. Anyway, um, Callum, um, he is just my king. There's some days where I want to punch him in the throat and other days where I want to just hug him and be bros with him. But um, yeah, he's very relatable to me, honestly, because like um, he, I don't know, I just see very similar things. Like he and Ashton are the, um, the what's it called? The emotional gestures of Five Sauce. Like they're the ones who are willing to do anything to like help cheer everybody up. Like they don't like seeing anybody sad. So they just will make fools of themselves and asses of themselves just to see other people around them happy, which I am a people pleaser. So I do that. Um, but so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why Callum Hood is my daddy. Um, <laughs> oh my god i i need a cookie oh my god hi we just had a snack break yeah <laughs> fuck you uh. fuck you very very much i'm sorry for no burp alert <laughs> excuse me i had a bowl of cereal all right so last place we left off i went on like a solo ramble session about why i love and also hate callum hood and why i want to punch him in the throat while you in the throat <laughs> while hugging him because like <laughs> that's you're dumb <laughs> <laughs> Do you like enjoying being this stupid? I don't understand. She's still going, ladies and gentlemen, and theys and thems. I don't know what's wrong. She's probably going to delete this out anyways because she's fucking the editor, I guess. Um, I don't know if I've revealed this, but I'm one of those people who, when they're high, every single thing is funny. So, like, first I was laughing at her joke, but then I was laughing at how, like, my wheezing laugh sounds like a flock of seagulls. So, that's why I was laughing for so long. I truly don't remember what my joke was at this point. Me neither. I don't, but I just remember that my laugh sounds like seagulls. I'm mad. I want to know what my joke was so funny. <laughs> well, we can listen back to it on the podcast. The podcast. The podcast. 
Weird. Claire, no. Claire. The condensation. Condensation. <laughs> I could have been the person that watched that show, but I watched. Um, I watched. Actually, you want to know who my one of my first crushes, Ricky from um, H2O. Oh, my crush was a thousand percent Steve Irwin. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on Steve Irwin. Oh Why are you laughing God. at me? I can't hear. So you know, he wants to steal the attention. That's Ziggy for you, little bastard. He's a little bitch. A little bitch boy. Little rat. Who lives bastard. in the little rat pineapple under the sea? Bitch ass bitch pants. Anyway, oh wait, can we talk about our crushes though? <laughs> so Dev Patel, he's beautiful. Um, he's beautiful. Dev Patel, I'm talking about my other crushes. Um oh, Pink, she has owned my ass since I was six years old. Like she terrifies me, but I love her so much. So like I I would probably cry in her presence because she's such a badass woman. And like she's five thousand percent the reason that I'm emo. <laughs> nice. So anyway, um see so now we are going to skip to the section where we read Am I the Assholes? And I'm normally the reader in these situations, but I am 420 blaze out of my fucking mind. Aren't I can't you all? I can't read for shit. So Sierra's gonna have to do she should do good because she's a music teacher and you know that they have to read and shit. Shut up. What you have to read music. Yes, but you should really shut your face more often. I know. I'm sorry. Uh... I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to annoy you. <laughs> Am I the asshole refusing to pay my parents rent money? No. No. This is like a I, white American thing, and I don't understand it. I know. Like Italian. Hi, like, 18. Sorry, I was interrupting. Um, but Italians, like, you live with your parents until you're married. Like, even if it's when you're 29, you get married, you live with your parents until you're married. You're not expected to, like, pay rent, food, anything. Because, like, that's family. That's wild to me. Uh, I, 18 female, turned 18 about a month ago. The day after my birthday, my parents sat me down and told me that they want me to pay rent while I lived at home. I was a little confused. I had three older siblings, and the deal for them was that they could live at home for free while they were studying, even when they were several, several years older than I am. Now, I can only work weekends because of college, so I make about 500 pounds a month. And after paying for tuition, health insurance, mandatory, and my phone bill, I have about 300 pounds left, most of which I try to save. So I asked my parents how much they'd want, 100 a month, maybe 200? But no, they want me to pay market value to rent a room, which is, in the city where I live, about 500 pounds. Now, I think this is ridiculous for two reasons. One, my parents' rent for the entire house is, a 600, is 600 a month. I would have understood asking for a third of that, but for me to pay, for me alone to pay 84% seems excessive. And two, none of my siblings paid rent, even if they were older or had better paying jobs. Not to mention that my parents didn't give me any warning. If I had known beforehand, I'd have looked up for a room when college started. 
I explained that I'd have to make almost 800 a month just to be able to pay for everything. And even more if I want to save anything for unexpected expenses, school books, or actually moving out. Which would be really hard to do while going to college full-time and commuting back and forth. They told me to just take out some student loans. I told them I'm not okay with paying that much and that I would look, I would look to move out as soon as possible so I wouldn't be a financial burden to them. I think I, I think I found a room cheaper than my parents offered, and we'll probably move out in a week or two if everything goes right. But I haven't paid this month's rent. Am I the asshole? Some people point out that my parents are legally obliged to help pay for my living college expenses. I'll look into it. Do I even have to say it? That's fucking wild to me. That's crazy. It's like I would like. I get and don't get it in some aspects. Like, to play devil's ad- advocate, I understand, like, it, I think it's a weird practice, but I see people doing it where, like, they make their kid, like, they give them an allowance and then make them pay, like, for expenses to, like, show them what it's like to pay bills. I'm like, do they really have to worry about that right now as a child? They shouldn't. It's like, I, I slightly understand that, but it is wild that the other siblings didn't pay, like, at all. And 500 bucks, like, why from her specifically? Like, it's just shady as fuck. Like, why? I don't know. It's just shady as hell that they, like, are asking her for 500 bucks, but nobody else. Like, why her specifically when they know she is, like, the poorest? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm -mm. Am I the asshole for not kicking my boss out of my wedding because his wife wore a totally inappropriate dress? I'm in a career where networking is everything, and inviting your boss to your wedding is pretty much standard. I got married recently and we invited my boss and his wife, who I will admit is obnoxious and very attention-seeking. He's the biggest enabler and hanging out with him as, as a couple kind of makes my skin crawl. She wore an extremely inappropriate dress. It was white and beyond that, it was massively sparkly. My wife had admitted in the past that she feels intimidated by this woman because she's very beautiful and I've done everything I can assure her that she is the most beautiful woman in the world to me. During the wedding, my wife asked me to kick my boss and his wife out. I said, I can't do that. He's my boss, and that could destroy my career. He said his wife did it on purpose, and she can't stand looking at her. I apologized and said I wish I could, but she still feels I was wrong and should have asked them to leave. Is there more? That's That's just... I wouldn't have invited him in the first place. Like, I don't care who you are. Like... I would not if I didn't want them at my wedding. I'm not going to invite them to my wedding. Like I, yeah, no, no, that's just ruining the vibes. Also, like getting drunk in front of your boss, like trying to have a good time and like make sex jokes because you want to fuck your marriage person. Like fuck your husband, fuck your wife, like fuck your spouse, fuck your spouse. Yeah, but just like. If I'm not comfortable, like, like being silly and, like, getting drunk at my fucking wedding, then you, like, shouldn't be there. It's like, I don't care who you are. It's a fucking wedding. It's supposed to be, like, the happiest moment of your life. Yeah, like, fuck you. No, it's like, I, he, I think he's kind of the asshole for not kicking them out. Yeah. That's just fucked up when people try to wear flashy white dresses to weddings. Like, why, why, what in your right mind makes you think that's actually fucking okay to do? Don't. Just fucking don't be an asshole. Like, bare fucking minimum. Yeah, I saw, like, posts where, like, fucking mo- mothers-in-laws, <clears throat> mother-in-law, um, would wear white floor-length gowns to their son's weddings. No. 
that's I'm like you're emotional a bad in- fucking person that's emotional incest that's just being a rude that's just a being a bad person that's just really fucked up to think that no other women could like deserve your son other than you that's yeah that's oedipus right there you have a problem if you really <clears throat> think if you would do that at your son's wedding or your or your daughter's wedding yeah no just in general that's fucking rude like I also don't think, I do not think it would be worth it. Like, there's not a lot of people I would do this for. Like, if I can't get along with your family or, like, enjoy being around your family and you, then I don't want to marry into it. Like, I will not live my entire life, like, fighting because my mother-in-law doesn't like me or something. Or my husband's family doesn't like me. Like, that is not worth it to me. And, ladies, if your husband or spouse um prioritize their relationship with their mother over you then like get out yeah get out flag get out that's emotional incest flag it's wild but it's just yeah but i will not take the time to like i will not deal like i don't care who the man is i will not like torture myself with being in like a family that's like after me absolutely not and the same goes for like my family not liking someone i'm with it's like it's not worth it you know anyway Mm. i think i'm gonna cut it cut cut print moving on moving on hope you enjoyed the dirty dancing of Knight's reenactment show i hope you enjoyed our episode of what the fuck was that my sister just turned into a zombie what the fuck was that what was that quick before the hyena comes anyway we're gonna cut print load all this um i'm gonna speed edit this because this is supposed to be out tomorrow um just remember join us next week where we recap dirty dancing havana nights again (laughs) where we reenact um uh, some stupid movies here is the queen of dumb movies so we'll figure something out <laughs> i love movies we I will watch a lot of movies we will watch a movie and then try to describe it between the two of us <laughs> we probably won't do that <laughs> we, we physically won't be able to quick before the hyena come i want to watch lion king one and a half now i'm done <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna fuck off. Um, adios. Yeah, fuck off now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>